Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 754th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. This month, I'm excited to bring you Seven Springs Farm Supply as our sponsor for the show. This is a special bonus episode where I asked Daniel what was healthy soil and his response was brilliant. So I just had to bring it to you. To start the show, I brought in some Seven Springs team members to share how they feel about some of the products they carry. Enjoy. My name is Aaron Questenberry. I go by the call sign Rango. My favorite product at Seven Springs would have to be the Never Sink Blend, specifically blended for a farm and it has a wide range of uses and it's a great local product. Hi, my name is Eddie, call sign Hot Dog. My favorite product here at Seven Springs is Nature Safe Fertilizer because it's safe for nature. Hey, my name is Cassie, call sign Sassy, and my favorite Seven Springs Farm Supply product is our Epsom Salt. After a long day here at Seven Springs Farm, I like to go home and soak in about four cups of Epsom salts. Hi, my name is Zach, call sign Hey Zach, and I would have to say that my favorite product of Seven Springs is the care that we put into every order. I love to ask this question. This is a surprise question for you, but I'm quite sure you can answer it. And what makes healthy soil? Oh, biology. Biology is the one word answer. And there's a lot of ways to get to good biology. Managing for holding on to organic matter, managing for maintaining soil structure. Both of those things help build and allow for biology to take hold. Another big one is using biological amendments. That's one of the main reasons I believe in the fertilizers we offer. It's because they are biologically based if you put something like alfalfa meal as a fertilizer or crab shells, these agricultural byproducts, you put them as a fertilizer, the microbes have a great source of long-term food to work on. They go to town on it, just converting it into plant available nutrients. And why are those microbes important? Those microbes are what do the heavy lifting of making nutrients available to plants. There's a whole network of them and they're trading nutrients and sugars with each other and with the plants. And it's a fairly complex web. You'll see it referred to as the soil food web, but there are fungi and there are bacteria that are protecting plants. They are, they're colonizing root systems. They're protecting them from harmful bacteria and other pathogens. And they are actually mineralizing nutrients into plant available forms that help the plant then bring those minerals into the plant body, into the plant itself. So that's another thing to look for in your garden I, that I get questioned about. Oh my gosh, I got mushrooms growing in my yard. How do I kill them? <laughs> right, right. Are they good? Are they causing a problem? An interesting thing has happened this year. Uh, this is our first real year of growing here in Asheville. We have what's called dog vomit fungus growing all over. Are you familiar with it? No. First I've heard of it. Sounds gross. Oh, wow. It starts out as this bright yellow fizz on the ground, and then it explodes into something that looks like vomit. 
Yeah. And what it's doing is it's breaking down some of the nutrients in the soil and making them bioavailable for the plants. And it, it's a process that takes about three or four days. And so it, it turns yellow in a space of about six inches diameter. It blooms into this vomit stuff. And then it dies back or goes back. And after a week, it's gone and you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. And I actually well, get, I get a lot of questions about that one. I'm sure, right? People see something that maybe they don't know. It looks scary. And it's just like with the ants. It's okay, they're there. Maybe you don't want them there, but are they hurting anything? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, there's this app out there. Do you have any favorite apps that you like? The, I'll let you think about that for a minute. The one I use is called Seek. It's by National Geographics, and it's for identifying things. Yeah. It's it like identifies bugs and app. plants yeah. and like that. Are you familiar with any of those? I'm not. The app I was going to reference, just because we're on this topic, is it's called the Bee Safety app. So if any of your listeners are, care about preserving pollinators, it's one that I recommend in most of my conversations related to pest management, specifically Bee Safety, B-E-E, and then the word safety. And it's a database that looks at the toxicity of pesticide active ingredients and how they relate specifically to honeybees and pollinators. Wow. So you can just type in the name of a product or type in the name of an ingredient in a product and it will give you a very simple thumbs up, caution or thumbs down type rating. And, and okay, so this is not good for bees oh, or this is good for bees. Or, yeah. Not that it's good for bees, but this is safe to use around yeah. pollinators. Thinking about, this is another question for you, just out of the blue here. Thinking about your product line, what is one of your favorite products that you sell at Seven Springs? I'm partial to seeds. I really like cover crops and seeds because if you have the space and you have the time, cover cropping can achieve most things in agriculture. Um, it's hard, right? In an urban environment, it may not be the most efficient means or use of your space. When you have a limited amount of space, cover cropping and big long rotations is very difficult to achieve. When you have a lot of space, it becomes a, a more feasible prospect. So for the smaller folks on the topic of biology, we work with a, a fellow named David Bocook, and he has a company called Mountain Gate Organics and they produce worm castings. And it's an amazing operation. And David is a worm farmer. He runs a giant worm ranch. <laughs> and he, wow. he treats these worms beautifully. He feeds them organic food. He takes exceptionally good care of them. He creates this beautiful compost that he then makes into a bedding media for them. He handles them gently. And all he's doing is harvesting worm manure a product called Mountain Gate Organics Worm Castings. And I really like that one because of the whole story involved and the whole process involved. It's a local business to us. They're in the Shenandoah Valley. And it's an incredibly high quality fertilizer and biological inoculant. There's a lot of good intact biology in that one. So for my favorite thing personally for scale would be something like sunflowers or winter peas or some of these fun flowering cover crops because I have the space to plant a lot of them out. But if I were limited in my space and trying to achieve some of those same soil management goals, like we talked about with improving biology and structure and organic matter, worm castings are a really good one. Got it. And why are cover crops important? 
Oh, so many reasons. Yeah, there are whole books on why cover crops are important. What they're doing is holding soil in place and cycling nutrients and breaking pest and disease cycles, improving organic matter. So all of those things are big reasons as to why you should pursue and invest in cover cropping. Well, and we never want to leave soil uncovered, really. That's right. That's right. As you put your garden to bed for the winter, put to rye and crimson clover out there and watch out because in the spring, it's going to be amazing. Well, in Phoenix, we put our garden to bed in the summer. Uh-huh. Right. We could grow all through the winter in Phoenix. And so I used to grow a cowpea. Sure. And it got to the point where the cowpea just grew wild in my yard. And it would come up every year in the summer. It loved the heat. And it's a nitrogen fixture because it's a That's right. bean. That's and right. then it died back in October, November. And I would literally just cut them down and leave them in place. And that helps the soil, doesn't it? It does. It helps the soil and it helps provide nutrients for the next crop. Yeah. yeah, you're conditioning the soil. And like you said, those legumes are fixing nitrogen and it's there and available for the next plants that come in. Wow. All this because I asked you what book yeah. you like, right? <laughs> and we yeah. dug, dug in deeper. Thank you for that. Of course. Hi, my name is Tim. I go by TCP. My favorite product here at Seven Springs is Harmony 543 because both farmers and gardeners can use it on just about everything. My name's Elena, call sign Nanko, and my favorite Seven Springs product is Solubor because it's got an awesome name for fluid fertilizers and nutrient sprays. My name is Matt, call sign Mark. My favorite Seven Springs product is Redmond 10 Fine Mineral Salt with Organic Garlic because it's the salt of choice for discerning cows and cowboys alike. Hi, my name is Scott Pierce. My favorite product is Vermont Compost because it's mud season in a bag. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams.